be like five Marys here. Um, thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited to be back here. I um, I did youth group here my junior and senior year of high school. Um, so it, it's really cool for it to come full circle for me. Um, so I guess my testimony, per se, um, so just kind of, I guess, my conversion of heart. Because um, I was, I'm a cradle Catholic. I was born and raised Catholic, but I definitely did have uh, was that conversion of heart where things started clicking into place. So um, two things in my life have always been the same. I grew up in a military family, so I've moved 12 times. So about every two to three years of my life, I was always living in a different state and sometimes a different country. So the two things that stayed the same were the fact that I had five siblings that everywhere I went, we'd have dinner together every, every night. So that was always a constant. And then the other thing that was always the same was going to mass every Sunday as a family. Um, and I didn't realize how weird, not weird, but how unique that was until I went to a school in the South because it's, there are a lot of Protestants there and church is not the same everywhere for them, but for us, it doesn't matter where you are, it's gonna be the same. So like when I lived in Germany, Mass is the exact same. When I lived in Kansas, when I lived in Georgia, Tennessee, Virginia, New York, always the exact same, which which gave me so much stability every time I moved. Like I, I just knew that something was always gonna stay the same. Um, but that doesn't mean I went to Mass and enjoyed it. I was somebody who would time the homilies and would know who my favorite priest was gonna be oh as soon gosh. as I saw them because I was like, all right, he talked for four minutes last time. We're like, oh my gosh, no, he talks for 25 minutes. I'm not kidding, like my brothers and I, we had it down. I was a track and cross country runner, so we all had our stopwatches on. Like we knew how what mass is about to be. Um, so I moved from Tennessee to Virginia between my sophomore and junior year. Um, and it was a really, 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 really hard transition for me because the South and the North, well, Northern Virginia are polar opposites, very different. Um, here it's a lot more clicky in high schools and I really faced that when I moved here, especially moving in the middle of high school and not like as a freshman when everyone is new. Um, so that was really hard. So I was kind of angry and not in a good place when I moved here and then on top of that, um, I'm one of six kids, so when you have to get up for Mass at 9 a.m., that means everyone has to be moving to the car at 8.30, which means everyone has to be getting ready at the same time, and when you share two bathrooms with that many people, that means you're up a lot earlier. So on top of not already being in a school that I really liked, I was also in the teenage years where the only thing I really wanted was to sleep. Um, so going to Mass was not fun. I had to get up early, I had to get dragged there early. Um, I timed the homilies. Um, I didn't, I mean, I always knew God existed, and I prayed when I was worried or scared, or if my dad was deployed, I would pray. But I never, like, would say I had a thriving faith life. Um, it's definitely somebody who I love structure and routines. Um, and so it was, and I'm good at, I, I phrase it as I'm good at being good because I like rules because then I know what to do and what not to do. Um, somebody, don't recreate the wheel. If it's already there, just use what people have made. So, um, anyway, so getting up to go to Mass was not fun. Um, and so I always had, uh, yeah, so go, and one day I came to Mass here. So you know how there's like two sections of pews? You have the pews further in the back and the pews in the front. Um, I was walking in with my siblings, and we'd get there so early to like pray, and plus my mom was like in the choir, so like, oh, we're so, always there so early on top of an hour-long mass when I could have been sleeping or doing
doing something better. Um, and I just remember being like, I cannot wait to go to college because when I go to college, I'm not gonna go to Mass anymore. And I'm gonna save like so much time and do whatever I want and then go to sleep or whatever. I can do anything I want once I'm in college and I don't have to live underneath my parents. But I walked into Mass one day and there was a girl sitting in the pew, praying in the pews in the back, like by herself, like kneeling and like smiling. I mean, and when I say like smiling, I mean like radiating joy. And I knew who she was because my parents had forced me to go to a youth group session meeting and she was there and she introduced herself to me. And I was just like, this, there's something wrong with her. Like she's so <laughs> joyful. She's here early by herself. So she's voluntarily here. She's smiling, she's radiating joy. Like, I mean, I literally can't even, like, I feel like the word phrase radiating joy is an understatement. Um, it was, like, illuminating. And I knew she was my age. And I remember I walked to the pews and knelt down with my family, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, do I think this is all real? And I said, yes. Like, I, I just, something inside of me was like, yeah, this is real. And then the other part of me was like, if this is real, I have to do this the rest of my life. And if I have to do this the rest of my life, I wanna look as joyful as the girl in the back who clearly is happy to be here, happy to be here early, but also getting something out of it. And I was just like, I, I was one of the first sincerest prayers I've ever prayed was in that mass. And I said, Lord, if you're real and this is all real, I wanna look like her when I pray. Um, and actually, she is one of the adult leaders. She's not here tonight, but that's Jenny Francis. If you know her, you should say hi to her. She's freaking awesome. Watch her pray, and she'll change your life because she's so beautiful. Um, we're really good friends now. But um, since then, so I had that moment of like, this is real. What do I do? Because I want to be joyful. And it's not just like, a, okay, now everything's great. All of your questions are answered. What are you going to do tomorrow? How do you pray? Like, I don't know any of those things. So. That Lent, I started, to, well, I tried to go to the large group that um, was Sunday nights, but I'm more of an introvert, and just, I didn't want to play, I had questions. Like, I didn't want to play these big games, I wanted to get down to business, I have a list, I have a list of questions in my phone <laughs> that I wrote, and I, it's a still a growing list, but they always get answered. Um, so what I did that Lent, instead of giving something up, I did something extra, and I decided that I was going to challenge myself, and I was going to join a small group. And so I joined a small group. And I was surrounded by, well, Jenny was in the group, so the girl that, like, I was like, wow, that's not normal, and I want to be not normal like you. Um, and so I found that amidst transitioning to a new school where I didn't feel like I fit in very well, and I had some issues with some people, you know, because high school is just like that, um, I would go to this small group, and I was excited to go. And I was with women who made me, fit, like, turn into a better person and they brought out the best in me. And I was always happy to go there and I was even more, like I was sad to leave because I felt the most myself when I was with women who encouraged me instead of trying to beat me on a track workout or telling, competing with me if they thought I was competing for like some boy at school or something like that. But I was with people who like made me feel like I was at home. So, but like I said, I still had a lot of questions. So. Something I actually had to do is I wrote like a lot of questions in my phone list. And I met up with the youth minister at the time, her name was Jana. And I remember being like, okay, like, I have like the stupidest questions and I know I should know the answer to these, but I don't and so don't judge me. And she's like, I'm not gonna judge you. 
And I just had to actually ask her, like, why did Jesus have to die for me? Like, I know I should know that because I'm 15 and 16 at this point, but why? And, you know, we walked through every single question I had, and we had multiple coffee dates just to, like, keep going through questions. And my questions evolved. They weren't just, at that point, it wasn't just the gospel. It was like, well, what do I do with this now that I know? Um, and I was, as I was reflecting and trying to, like, you know, piece this all together so it would be beautiful. I couldn't help but laugh at the gospel and how um, beautifully crafted it was by God today that the gospel reading was Jesus saying to everybody, who do you say that I am? Because my question at first was, okay, who is Jesus? Who is this guy? Why did he come? What's going on? But my second question was, who does he say that I am? Like, who, who do I say that I am? And, like, that's when things really started to change in my life because I, I let it take over me. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know how to pray. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I know how to do the rosary. I know how to do the chapel of divine mercy. I go to mass, and I love that. But how do I go to mass early and kneel and be joyful and hear the way that that girl in the back was hearing? So um, I kept going to people that I admired and that were who I saw living that out daily, that joy. Because I'm not, we're not necessarily, we're not going to walk up to anyone who's like miserable. You're not going to be like, hey, how do you live your life? Because I want to do exactly what you're doing. It's like, no, I went to the people who I was like, I admire you, and I want my life to reflect yours. But how do I do that? Um, so I started out. I was like, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to read the entire Bible, <laughs> and I'm going to know exactly who I am, my purpose, and all of this. It's going to be great. I made it to Genesis chapter two. <laughs> it was a good chapter. I never got to chapter three. <laughs> but you know, it's called Alpha, right? So I got to the beginning, Alpha, Omega. Um, and then I was like, this is just not gonna work. And so I asked somebody else what to do. I was like, now what do I do? And they're like, well, try my favorite book, try Isaiah. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like about death and like war and like, didn't that book either. <laughs> I tried to read Harry Potter for the time.
because I want to know who I am. And I've learned over time, I learned who I am when I learned whose I am, like who I belong to. And I think another important thing, just before I like wrap up, is that um, this is still a conversion of heart. Life is not perfect for me, and I think that's a huge like misconception about Christianity and the Catholicism in general, is just that once you know God, life is perfect, and it's not. And that's actually the most recent conversion of heart I've had. I've been like praying with God about a situation in my life. I'm like, oh, I just can't do this because it wouldn't be perfect enough. Like, I just, I feel like God, there's something more perfect out there for me. And he was just kind of like, what is this idea of perfect that you have going on? Like, are you going to pass up this opportunity because it's not exactly what you imagined? Um, you know, like the perfect relationship, the perfect job, the perfect living situation. Um, striving for perfection, you know, even like, I mean, I know myself, it can take me, it has taken me up to an hour to create an Instagram caption, no shame, but like that has actually happened to me several times, or like filtering it perfectly because I want it to be perfect, and then all of a sudden I'm taking a step back and I'm like, there is no such thing as perfect, I'm never going to be perfect, I'm never going to have a perfect prayer life, I'm always going to be having a conversion of heart, um, I'm never not going to need mercy and confession. I'm never not going to need the mass. I'm never not going to need friends. I'm never not going to have to say, I'm sorry, can you give me another chance? But that's okay, because I realized that I would so much rather belong to a perfect God than give up God for a life that is worldly perfect. Um, so that's a big thing, because I don't want to live off of a testimony I had when I was a junior in high school, I want my testimonies to keep coming as life keeps coming, because just because you know God doesn't mean that life's gonna stop. It actually will pick up because God can be like, I have these great things for you in store now, like now that I can share them with you, this is for you, and this is for you, and this is for you, and you're like, great, oh my gosh, how do I manage all of this? Like now that I know who I am, what am I gonna do with that? Like what's my purpose, God? He'll tell you day by day, he's not gonna tell you in the grand scheme of things, but he'll you'll know slowly by slowly. Um, so like I said, my my takeaway for you guys is surround yourself with people who are going to make you proud of who you are and who are going to help you feel at home. And you're, you, are, you like who you are when you're with them. And then make a list of questions on your phone. Talk to someone you admire. Ask the questions that you think are too silly that you're ashamed to ask and ask the hard questions that you're like, is there even an answer to this? Because we have people here that are going to help you and want to help you, but also like we, we want to see you, like I said, the Gospel of John, fully alive. Because that's what God has in store for you guys. So I'm excited for you guys to be here and this year. Um, today I'll hang around a little bit longer if anyone wants to talk with me, ask me questions. I'm a very talkative person, so <laughs> please ask questions. Um, and then I don't know what else you guys have on top for them tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was really awesome.